Good morning and welcome to AC23, the podcast for the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge. We were established 50 years ago to promote cultural growth, economic development, and educational enhancement through the arts in in and around the 11 parish region we serve. I'm your host, Pam Bordelon, and joining me this morning is Dr. Taylor Scott, who last week was named Baton Rouge's new Poet Laureate. Welcome, Thank you. Thank okay. you for having me. Thank you. So the Pro- Laureate Poet Laureate program was started by Mayor Sharon Weston Broom in 2019 to celebrate the city's rich culture and diversity through the work of a poet to create excitement about poetry throughout the capital region via programs, teaching, and written work. So Taylor, how did it feel to be the one who got um, anointed the Poet <laughs> Laureate? Uh, the feeling is incredible. Um you know, growing up in the city and having everything come full circle. Um, I was a youth doing spoken word programming, um, a part of Forward Arts, um, for example. And yeah, just my journey since then has been very winding yet rewarding. And so what better way to celebrate someone from here who's been doing the work in the community than to, um, you know, uh, give them this opportunity. Uh, So yeah, I'm really happy with you know, the the role and looking forward to serving the community. Okay. So how did you get interested in writing poetry? So I've been writing poetry for a while. Um, my first memory of writing poetry was elementary school, uh, just my journals. Um, I don't remember much, but I do remember one line. Uh, I was writing a line. I was writing a poem about a lake, and I said, the lake that night had been framed. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, yeah, throughout middle school, uh, I did various competitions, um, and so my school, Central Middle, they had this competition for all the students to submit a poem, and the best poem will be selected, and they'll get to read at the student body meeting, and my poem about brotherhood and sisterhood was chosen, so that was the first time that I was recognized for my work. It was, though it was really small, like, it, it meant a lot to me, and in high school, um, I got into performance poetry. Like, I didn't know what slam poetry was or spoken word. Uh, but a professor at LSU, Dr. Susan Weinstein, who coincidentally was also my chair for my dissertation committee, um, introduced me to slam all those years ago when I was in ninth grade. And uh, from there, uh, I did writing programs in the community. And yeah, I was offered a full ride scholarship for spoken word poetry at the University of Wisconsin-Madison in a program by the name of First Wave. And um, yeah, that changed my life. Okay, so what did you, I mean, how was living in, you don't think of Baton Rouge to Madison, Wisconsin. That's not a direct route that anybody takes. How How was that? What was that experience like? Um, my friends were very diverse, but Madison's not a very diverse place. Uh, the school is a PWI and it was 5% black. (laughs) And so, um, that was very hard, uh, but I did form community, especially with the other poets who were at the university for similar reasons. Um, and so they, uh, accepted a cohort of 16 students each year from around the country. And so, uh, my cohort, they were basically my family there. Uh, but I did not like the winters. I spent four winters there, and um, I'd be happy if I never spent another one. <laughs> not a snow girl, huh? No. <laughs> so you mentioned participating in in poetry slams and things like that. So uh, tell me about, I know you did Poetry Out Loud. Yes. I know you've done Humanities Amped and the Pinky Gordon Lane Poetry Contest. So right. tell me, how did, how did being able to do that and having access to those programs develop you yeah so to clarify uh I was a little 
too old to be in Humanities Amped, but I taught for Humanities Amped as a teaching artist uh, much later. Um, but I was a part of the Baton Rouge Youth Coalition, uh, Forward Arts, um, the Pinky Gordon Lane Contest, um, and Poetry Out Loud. So all of those uh, experiences kind of shaped who I am today. Uh, just imagine being 14, right? And <laughs> You have 300 people in the room all listening to you and your ideas. Um, and a lot of the poems that I wrote back then and just the nature of slam were very political. And so the stakes were even higher. And so you have all these people listening to you. Uh, and I think that that's very powerful um, to have that as a teenager or someone coming up who perhaps didn't have a voice otherwise. Um, and so, yeah, it just made me feel that what I had to say was important and it felt good to be recognized for my talents, um, that were still under development, but nonetheless being recognized. Okay, so where you, you mentioned, so you went to school in Central? Yes. So, okay. And then where did you go when you graduated high school? So I was talking to my students, uh, at Southern about this today. Uh, I asked them, um, how many of you are from Baton Rouge? And I was like, do you know where Estruma is? And they raised their hands. They said, yes. Um, and just to, uh, I guess, kind of show them that I came from very humble beginnings. Mm -hmm. um, that is a school in the area code 70805. Um, and so I feel very proud of where I am today as a doctor. Um, and so, yeah, like I didn't go to Estruma, but I went to a charter school on Estruma's campus. So even more niche. Um, uh, we had a student body of about 350 students. And uh, yeah, I was the valedictorian uh, of my class. And so, yeah, just really coming from humble beginnings and climbing my way up. Um, yes. Okay. So did you go to, to did you go to LSU or did you go to Southern for college? No, did, so for undergrad, I went to the University of Wisconsin-Madison. So you undergrad. Okay. Yes, and then okay. for my doctorate, uh, my master's and my doctorate, uh, I went to LSU. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. So how long have you been, um, so now you're, like your day job is teaching <laughs> at Southern. You mentioned talking to your students, so yes. you're teaching at Southern. So what are you teaching out there? What are some of the things you're doing? So yeah, at Southern, I'm a full-time tenure-track professor, uh, assistant professor of English, and so my specialty is African-American literature and um, all faculty members in that department are uh, to teach composition. So I also teach uh, freshman composition as well. Okay. How, how imp as, a, as a wordsmith, how important is it to, to be able to teach and polish those talents that young people have to write and express themselves through the written word? So it is very important, and I try to emphasize to my students that um, knowing how to write and knowing how to write well can get you places. Uh, and me being an example, um, someone who looks like them, who came from humble beginnings to, you know, teaching in front of a classroom. Uh, and it's very rewarding to look out and, you know, see that all 100 plus of my students are African-American. And that's the uh, the subject that I'm teaching them. So it feels very full circle. And I also know that by the time they get to my classroom, uh, they're sophomores, they're juniors, perhaps even seniors, and they don't know certain writers. Like they don't, they haven't read any Audre Lorde. They haven't read James Baldwin or um, Susan Laurie Parks. Like they haven't read, um, you know, the greats that have come from their own community. Uh, and so it's very rewarding to teach them that, to have them talk about it, to be excited about it, um, and to go on after that and continue to read, to ask me, like, what, what should I read this summer? Like, can you give me a list? Um, and that, for me, is the most rewarding part about 
you know, teaching where I teach and teaching what I teach. So is some of that going to play into your role? Because part of what you do as Poet Laureate is you teach. Yes. And so is that going to factor into what you're doing? In the classroom? Well, both. When you go out as, as the official Poet Laureate and, and, when you, and what you do in your classroom. Right. So I would love to teach poetry workshops in the community. That's a part of what I did uh, when I was a teaching artist with Humanities Amped uh, as well as Forward Arts. And so um, while I was in grad school, I was doing that work. So I'm very versed in teaching poetry workshops. Um, in addition to uh, even prior to being Poet Laureate, I would have my students do poetry workshops in class. <laughs> Just, you know, that was my selfish way of um, getting them to engage. Even though they were shy, they might have been nervous. They never written poetry before. Every class I teach has at least one or two poetry workshops where I kind of get them writing poetry. Um, and so, you know, it's always informed how I how I teach. And yeah, I would love to um, continue on uh, in the community doing that work as well. Okay. So not only are you a, a, a professor and a, and a poet, you're also a musician. I am. So tell us a little bit about that. So I don't play any instruments yet. <laughs> But I do songwrite and I do have an ear for uh, creating music. And I would say, apart from writing, my other gift is bringing people together for the purpose of creating. And so um, first and foremost, like I'm a collaborator. And so, yeah, like someone could be a dancer. Like I will find a way to collaborate with them. <laughs> and so, yeah, my music um, is definitely an extension of uh, me as a poet. And I take pride in my lyricism uh, as a writer. And so, yeah, a lot of my songs have really uh, deep meanings. Um, and, yeah, I have about two other co-writers. Uh, it's boring to me to just write a song by myself. I can, but I love working with other writers with different styles because then the song turns out way more dynamic. Um, and that's the thing about songwriting, too. Like, if you look at any popular song uh, about, um, you know, who's contributed to that song, they'll say songwriters, and it's like 10 people. <laughs> and that's how music happens. Um, and so, I mean, I applaud those who do it independently. Like, that's a skill within itself. Um, but, yeah, I have a whole team. Um, we're called Tilla. That's my band name. Um, we recently released a project called Term of Endearment, and you can find it uh, anywhere that you listen to your podcast, so Apple Music, Spotify, um, and yeah, that is where you can find us. Okay, so just recently you were back in, in Madison, Wisconsin, performing with your band, so is that kind of a day ago? home base? <laughs> is that home base for you? Uh, in terms of my artistic community, I would say um, it's about what and what. I feel like people in Baton Rouge recognize me as a poet. And people in Madison recognize me as a musician. So it's interesting having two different communities and people knowing me for two very different reasons. Um, and so while I have done some music work in the community, most people see me as a poet here. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, did you bring some, some of your poetry that you can share with us? Absolutely. I love the one. I knew Pinky Gordon Lane, so I, that one really spoke to me. And that's the, that, that's the one of the ones you read at the uh, press conference where we announced you as this year's Poet Laureate. Yeah, I can read as many poems as you would like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, this poem is called To a Woman Poet That I Know. And uh, Dr. Lane also has a poem named the same thing. And I actually wrote it about uh, the Poet Laureate from 2020, so Brittany Marshall. Okay. Um, this is the woman poet that I know. <laughs> mm. 
Give the poet a pen and a quiet place. Let them go out from the chaos, from under the winding clocks, out of the uniforms, out of the mask. Give a poet a pen and a quiet place, and she'll write a new world. In times like these, we sink to the bottom of ourselves and forget to hold our breath. If God were a fisherman, another black woman like you be the bait, and this poem is God using my body to fish. Imagine this poem, written years ago in a dream, finally lucid and conversant. Words are shadows of a time we've already witnessed. I've seen you. I've seen you pose for sorrow's lens, captured on a Polaroid with a grin. You've seen me too, bathing in enough salt to kill an elephant, but the feeling of cleanliness never lasts. Like happiness, it depends. Very nice. I Thank like you. that. So give us one more. We need we need at least one more. <laughs> <laughs> to decide which one. Um, is it cool if I do two more? Absolutely. So one is uh, more Baton Rouge or Louisiana specific okay. that I wanted to do. It's called Mama's Blues. Katrina put a tree on top of our roof. The flood of 2016 would soak the parquetry walls rotten, pictures drown, journal entries erased. But that is not why the house stands gutted. Its front door, a jeering mouth, the electric stove one short away from catching fire in the middle of the night. Elements of words, tears, and misery shook the house worse than Rita did. The love escaped through the windows, inducing sleepless nights and silent early mornings. Wow. If anybody lived through those two events, they can absolutely relate to that poem. Thank you. Um, and then the other one I want to do is called Afrofuturist Vignettes. In a mirror, a black girl marvels her electric curl pattern, thinking a black god struck me into creation. Relishing almost summer, a black boy walks down the street knowing full well he is a flower worth blooming. Two black queer girls are sweating, dancing, hooting, lost at play, transported, their bodies soliloquies recited to the moon. Tongues are meant for kissing. Tongues are meant to find God in ungodly hours. There is a black man at the piano, and for the first time, he doesn't know what to do with his hands. His knuckles soot black against the worn keys. He woke and didn't have the blues. The blues didn't bite him for breakfast, nor did she sit with him at the piano, his back a bass arcled by baby cherubs. A mother is supine, rubbing her belly, drinking tea, dreaming of all the things her brown baby will be. Wow. So, Taylor, thank you so much for sharing your, your poems. They're lovely. Um, I know everybody that heard them can't wait to see what you come up with next. So, uh, for people who might want to follow you on social media, how do they do that? Right. So, uh, mostly my Instagram. Uh, you can follow me at Taylor underscore Scott on Instagram. And if you're interested in my music, I hope you are, uh, you can follow my band page at Tilla.online. That's T-I-L-L-A dot online, which is also our website. Okay. Well, again, thank you so much. And we thank you for joining us this morning for AC23. You can catch replays on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Support for programming comes from Shell, our generous donors, and membership in the Arts Council. To help us continue programs such as this, please consider joining the Arts Council or becoming a donor today. You can get that information on our website, arts, A-R-T-S-B-R, dot org. See you next Sunday.